rising. Hello, hello. I am your healing hostess, Queenie D, and I would love to welcome you to the first official episode of the Upper Room 444. Look, y'all, let me start off by expressing my utmost appreciation and gratitude to those of you that listened to last week's pilot episode and shared your feedback with me. Look, y'all, my goodness, I cannot put into words still how much joy I felt receiving those personal text messages and comments on a three-minute pilot episode. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> no, really, though, it means everything to me that my vision was made clear to you all and that it was felt and received so deeply. So although I've already said that individually to some of you all, I would like to just publicly thank you right now. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Look, y'all, so um, for some time now, I have been wanting to create this podcast platform for you all. Like this has been in my heart for a while now. And I know you're probably like, well, what took you so long then? Look, I told y'all, this is a transparent podcast. Self-doubt is what took me so long. Non-commitment to myself is what took me so long. Running from my calling is what took me so long. And just being so busy, helping other people see their potential and assisting them to achieve it, shit, that (laughs) I just closed the door on myself a lot of the times and just said, you know what, I'll do it later. But look, honey, it's later. Later has arrived, and I just know that my spirit guides, I know my wise ancestors of protection are currently rejoicing right now, y'all. Saying hallelujah, hallelujah. Um, But really, though, I know that they are rejoicing around that long, dark oak wood table in the upper room. I know that they are sipping hot coffee and cold tea, some champagne, baby. Probably eating hot water cornbread and tea cakes. <laughs> Possibly some salmon croquettes. Um, look, my ancestors have been discussing me around that table, y'all, for years. And um, I'm occasionally let into the room via my dreams, but I'm never spoken to. Um, they speak to one another on my behalf. And I'll dive into that later, but... um. Me bringing you all the upper room 444 is my way of bringing my spirit guides out forward to the forefront. Um, So before I get too deep into this, I would like to say that today's podcast episode is sponsored by PNK Boutique. PNK Boutique is a black owned, beautiful, chic and comfy brand located in Richmond, Virginia. She offers transitional staple pieces to women that helps you to transition from daylight to day night. So if you have a chance, please check out her website at www.pnkboutique.com. And if you find something you like, don't be shy. Go ahead and use my code at checkout for a little discount. My code is DrewLache, D-R-U. L-A-S-H-A-E. So y'all, let's go ahead and hop into today's podcast episode. Um, Look, I just really want to give y'all a backdrop on what the Upper Room 444 is. Um, 
But before we do that, I'm going to say this again. My ancestors have been talking about me around the table. Our girl Beyonce said, ancestors on the walls, let the ghosts chit chat. Baby, I feel that. <laughs> I felt that when I heard it and I feel it every day. So shall we take a moment of silence for mine as well as your forever loved ones who have passed on, transitioned into the afterlife? Y'all, it is a must that we honor those who have come before us. They have paved the way in our journey to reach our highest selves. And if you don't think so, you're dead wrong. And that is no pun intended, okay? You see, for me, I was raised in a very religious background, household. And I do mean very. But I believe that I have always been divinely guided and spiritually protected. Like, looking back... Now, as I'm even speaking to y'all, I believe that I may have always been kind of being groomed by the divine spirit through my loved ones who some of them have now passed on and are my ancestors. And y'all, excuse me, I was at a really young age during this time in my life. Um, I remember being in a holiness church services, you know, in the holiness church. And I'm talking about real holiness church, y'all, like where the holy and the divine spirit is moving throughout everyone i mean there will be wailing crying worshiping people falling down laying at the altar and i'm not just saying that old fake and fall i'm talking about caught up in the spirit that you just fall out wailing and crying um well people really took their cares and their problems and their issues and their worries to the altar there was heavy speaking of tongues i mean y'all the elders will be walking through laying hands and anointing those that came forth Whew. Well, let me take a breath because just reminiscing on that sends chills down my spine. You all, I spent Friday nights, Saturdays, and Sundays at church a lot of the times. Um, I remember watching um the pastor, Pastor Brown. I remember watching my father and some of the other elders. I can't even talk right now, y'all. Excuse me. Some of the other elders, they were ushering the spirit. And it was something so powerful that I will never forget. And y'all, I was young. Like I said, I had to be like five or six maybe. But when I tell you that um, I remember those things, I remember them so much. Y'all, I even remember having family prayer night <laughs> where my entire family, we gathered into the living room. So it would be like my daddy, my mama, my older sister and I, we would gather in the living room and daddy would pray, honey. I'm talking about he would pray. Um, If anybody that is listening to this knows my late father, Reverend James McGee, you know that that man was long-winded, y'all. This man would pray for us individually and then pray for us as a collective. And y'all, I promise this seemed like hours at hand. <laughs> It seemed like hours at hand, okay? Do I have any other PKs listen to this? If y'all are PKs listen to this, please definitely shoot me an email or um, comment below this podcast episode because who y'all, I am not playing. Like, if you are a PK, you know already 
the parents was praying like they were praying but yeah let me give you all the email address right now so if you want to give me any feedback on today's episode or you have any spiritual questions or anything like that i would love for you to email me at the t-h-e-e upper room 444 at gmail.com but y'all yeah i just (laughs) i remember that stuff i know i would be like falling asleep sometimes because it was probably past my bedtime okay um but then when i got a little bit older i remember being at a church where sometimes the spirit was heavy and moving but then other times i felt nothing at all when those people would be carrying on and that's probably when i first realized People be really out here faking and shaking in the church. Now, again, this is like in the 90s. I didn't know nothing about faking and shaking in church. But baby, I think I've always just been a natural born feeler. I mean, people call it empathic nowadays, but I just know that I was a feeler. I could feel stuff. And that sometimes that stuff did not feel genuine. All right. Not compared to what I knew was genuine. But um, anyways, y'all, I've spent much more than half of my 30 years of life in the church under a religion. Um, You know, to my parents, religion was key. Um, God rest my father's soul. Um, I have a Baptist background, but my father had a holiness background. Um, We we did go to Missionary Baptist Church. Um, We did fellowship some with the Church of God in Christ. I have some Pentecostal knowledge and ways as well. But y'all, after my father died, I was 15. Some time passed on. And then maybe around the age of 21 to 22, I kind of stepped back from religion. And I dove a little bit more into the spiritual realm. And that was mainly because, you know, Certain things have always kind of appealed to me in my life, but because I was under the hand of religion and religious parents, I never really, I never stepped out of line, we'll say, we'll say that, right? Um, But as I got older, I began to do some research on those things that appealed to me. I began to besought God, you know, I beseeched God. Oh yeah, I beseeched God quite a bit, you know? on the things that appealed to me. And then I also, I would I would talk to my grandmother in prayer. Um, see, my grandmother has always come to me in my dreams ever since she passed away. And so I felt like since she was coming to me in my dreams, why not talk to her? I missed her so much. My grandmother was a very, very, very wise woman, a woman of few words, so... I knew she would never lead me wrong. And in me doing that, um, some things started to make sense to me, y'all. It became a little overwhelming some days, but I kept seeking, you know. Um, In the Bible, it says that we have not because we ask not. So I asked God. I asked my grandmother. And the word also says that we should make our request known unto God. And so I made my request known to God and I made my request known to my grandmother. And, you know, since doing that, and I still do that, not one time you all have I been led wrong in my spirit about people and decision making. 
um, in relationships. I have definitely stumbled, you know, but anytime I've gone back and sought them, the way has been made very clear to me. Um, you know, even my friends, my best friend especially, <laughs> anything that she has ever come to me and asked me about somebody, or even if she didn't ask and I told her, you know, 10 out of 10, I was right. And it's not because I'm a know-it-all, but it was because... Spirit really did lead me to speak the truth about what I felt on that matter of a person or a circumstance. And, you know, some people just have been blessed with the spirit of knowing. And, you know, God, I thank you, divine God, that you have given me that spirit. Um, so first, let me ask this, you know, are any of my listeners, are any of you all dreamers like do any of you all dream vividly often? Wake up remembering your dreams and stuff? Because I am definitely a dreamer. And like I said, I've been dreaming of my grandmother for years. Um, you know, the dreams of my ancestors actually started when my great aunt Lucille passed away. I was very young. I was probably five when she passed. And I have dreamt of her ever since. She was the first one in the upper room. <laughs> yeah, she was the first one, y'all. But um, like, And when I say dreamers, I'm talking about like people that dream so real that when you arise from the dream, you're like, which is the dream and which is reality? Because I'm definitely one of those people. Um, I dream every single night, very vividly. And at some point or another, one of my ancestors are normally present. Shoot, it's almost like if I'm not dreaming about them, I'm not at peace when I wake up. Because I know that when I dream of my ancestors, there's guidance that comes along with that. There is peace, you know, that is being made at some point for me. Uh, But yeah, girls and fellas, I just, whew, yeah. Sometimes I even wish that I wasn't such a dreamer, but, you know, it's a blessing that I can talk to my sister about it because she is also a dreamer and she dreams of our grandmother sometimes as well. And like I told her, that's our spirit guy. She is our angel in the other realm looking out for us, having our backs at all times from every angle. Um, Yeah. But really, the best thing I ever did for myself was to step out of religion and religious practices and just really learn more about the divine spirit and spiritual practices. Um, they are the true original practices of our ancestors. Like, I love church, but if you take it further, 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 further back, Honey, there are things that our ancestors were doing that were keeping them truly alive and vibrant and well. And I'm not going to talk about the politics of church, but I'm just going to say that I still go to church. But it is really and truly my spiritual walk that keeps me in alignment, you all. And sadly, I know that for some people, spirituality, and so when I'm saying this, y'all, I want y'all to envision the 
air quotes that I'm making when I say this, okay? For some people, here it is, spirituality is a trend. And that's a disgrace. It's disgusting and it's a disgrace because your spirituality is so much more than a trend. Don't you realize that we are spiritual beings inhabiting a physical form? Hmm. Don't you know that? But for those of you that know that it's more than a trend, I can identify with you because for me, my spirituality is my lifestyle. My spirituality is my strength, y'all. It's my freedom. My freedom to be, to feel, to heal, to touch, to to, to commune with my ancestors, y'all. Like, for me, communing with my ancestors and acknowledging them gives me this closeness, this strength, this power that, I mean, I've never felt before. Prayer is such a powerful thing, you all. And when you hold your words to true intention, and your heart is pure, when you are humble and praying, believe me when I tell you that spirit recognizes spirit, y'all. And all that you speak will amplify, it will multiply, it will come to pass when your intentions are well and good. And it was my ancestors that taught me that. It was my grandmother. It was my father. And it is my elder, my wise elder that is still living. God bless her soul. My mother that has taught me that. Prayer is a powerful thing. And prayer changes things. And my whole life I always said in Jesus' name. You all for the last, shoot, maybe three years? I say in God's name. In the divine spirit name. And guess what? My prayers are still answered. I'm out of the religion and into the spiritual. If you know my mama now, y'all know she's a prayer warrior. I'm finna drink a little water, y'all, real quick. Hold on. But really, though, excuse me. My mother is a prayer warrior, honey. So if you have ever, 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 ever talked to Ingrid Henderson McGee, baby, you already know. She going to pray for you. She going to touch you. She going to lay hands on you. See, I know the power of prayer. I know the, the power of the divine connection because I come from the womb of a woman who believes in prayer. Her mother believed in prayer. I remember, you know, seeing my mama and my grandmama, even my daddy sometimes anointing the walls and praying and if we were sick or something, you know. They were praying and touching and laying hands. There is so much power in our spiritual beings that I want you all to take away, if nothing else, from this episode. Know that you are a divine spiritual being full of power, full of strength, full of light, full of love. But okay, y'all, I feel like I rambled on enough. Um... I really just wanted to give you all insight on why I've entitled this podcast, The Upper Room. Y'all, The Upper Room, for me, is where my ancestors get together and they commune about me and my journey. 
the upper room is a real place, y'all. Okay, like I kid you not, the upper room is a real place. I've seen it. I've visited it many times in my own dreams. Like if I could paint the picture for you all, it's a, a old old house maybe. Going upstairs is kind of dark. You smell a good cooking. The lights a little creaky in the house. It's a little creepy maybe, but it's full of rich divine spirit okay honey look um there's a long table dark cherry wood oak maybe this is maybe about eight to twelve people and at the foot at the head of the table is my grandmother and then my father and then my aunt lucille and then the late great mother felder and there are others there but i'm not sure that i know who they are just yet but baby, when I tell you that there's a seat for me at the table, but they don't talk to me. They don't even look at me nor acknowledge me at the table. They just commune about me. They talk about me. Mm. It is those people that have prepared me, those people that have prayed for me to get to where I am today, to develop me into the woman that I am today. And so... I bring to you the upper room, you all. A piece of me out of my dreams into real life. Now, the 444, before I even talk about 444 briefly, I want to first of all shout out to my brethren, Dwight. Dwight, about eight years ago, you told me to do some research as to why I was waking up at 444 a.m. so often out of my sleep. I'll never forget that you told me to do that. And um, I always kept that hidden in my heart. And so now I see that perhaps it was to develop me and to get me to today. And doing research, you all, 444 is an angel number. And 444 is more than Beyonce and Jay-Z's numbers and, you know, all of that. It's a spiritual thing, okay? And Fork 44 who comes to you as a sign that your prayers have been heard and that the universe encourages you to just stay focused and finish your job at hand. Did y'all hear that? I was waking up eight years ago at 444 every freaking morning out of my sleep. Just up out of my sleep, y'all. Because it was an angel number coming to me, showing me that my signs that my prayers have been heard and that the universe is encouraging me to stay focused to finish my job, y'all. And angel number 444 also represents that you may already have a strong connection with the angels and the source and that you are awakening on your spiritual path. Y'all, that's what's been going on with me. And so that is why the upper room 444 is so damn important. Okay, let's just keep it real. That's why it's so important. That's why y'all are getting this. Because I've been on a spiritual path, on a spiritual journey, possibly my whole life. I've been spiritually awakening slowly and then fastly and then combating myself in the midst of it all. And I want you all to not have to fight so hard like I had to. Y'all, I'm here to just be transparent with you and to let you know that it's okay to release 
or to step away sometimes from the things that you were taught as a child. Because ultimately, what we were taught as children, that's what's going to help us become the adults that we are supposed to be. Um, one thing I've learned is that I've always been divinely guided. <laughs> my angels have always been with me. Spirit has always been on my side and in my favor. You see, the spirit sees, feels, and it speaks for me. And I'm not a bragging type of a woman, but that's my biggest flex, baby. That's my biggest flex. That I don't have to say anything about who I really am. The spirit sees for me. The spirit feels and it speaks for me. It is my hope that you will enjoy and join me on this journey. I just want to remind you to shine your light so bright. Share some love. Drink some water, honey. Eat you some fruits. Take your vitamins. Wear your sun protection. But most importantly, remember, be careful who you disrespect in the flesh. You have no idea what their rank is in the spirit. Be blessed. Until the next time. <laughs>